0: A radio show that confesses Christ. Without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously. Without taking ourselves so
1: seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I I like... How he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, <laughs> he, he, Wait a minute, you're he mistaken. He said to me, he <laughs> said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller
0: is off his rocker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, <laughs> Pastor Fleming. And it so, 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 so deserves to be crunched. I'm in Mega Crunch. So uh, if you guys put <laughs> Mega, the mega Crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious.
1: After all these years, it still isn't getting better. This is Table Talk Radio. Ah. I, so I understand What's you're quarantined deal? over there. Yeah. Are you in the quarantine?
0: Okay. I noticed it today.
1: You noticed that you were quarantined today. I
0: got the I got the positive COVID test. Yeah, That's right. I got the positive. Can you imagine getting COVID twice? No answer. You can't imagine. But this time is not nearly as bad. Carrie just is checking to make sure I, like, remember my name every few minutes. But <laughs> so far, so good. No symptoms. <laughs> She's Me, doing like Andrew and Isaac. She's are doing are like under the, the quarantine
1: field sobriety test every once in
0: a while, make sure that you're <laughs> it's, it's, still still it's, a balance. She's checking to make sure I have that kind of like going on another vision quest or not? So. <laughs> so far so good. No symptoms, no insanity. It's great. So I suppose I mean have, have Just you, sitting around trying to stay out of trouble.
1: Have you have you worked this out? Because uh I I guess the assumption is you know, those of us who are conservatives and don't know science. The assumption is is that if you've had COVID before, your antibodies would prevent you from getting the virus. But is it just that the antibodies um, keep uh, make your body not really react to the getting the virus again? Is that what your understanding of things?
0: Okay, so here's the science on this. Science yeah, here's the science is that nobody knows anything about this. <laughs> we should probably have some humility about it. We should probably also not be afraid. But maybe that's why I got it twice. <laughs> I mean, I, I was at the higher th- things. Maybe you I was have a at little higher fear. things a couple of weeks ago. Well, <laughs> so you know, the higher things. is So it's a bunch of the high school kids, which who can't be vaccinated yet. You know, they're not old enough for it. So apparently, the vaccine is helpful, although a bunch of people are having these breakthrough infections. But all these breakthrough infections don't really. People aren't getting that sick most of the time. Anyway, we were around the high school kids, and so like seven of the kids that we had at Higher Things ended up getting sick. They tested positive for COVID. They're all doing fine, by the way. They're So they're great. But I thought, ugh, I, I want to do church, and I, I was supposed to have a wedding this week, and I wanted to do those things. But I was around all these kids that got sick. I had a couple of my own get sick. So I better go get a negative test so I can go to church.
1: Dun, dun, dun. So I went to
0: get a negative test.
1: And they gave you the positive. wrong one.
0: I just can't fail that test. <laughs> that's right. Maybe it was I a did false my best positive. To fail. Hmm. Maybe. But you should just say, "Saying like like I, I got a, I got a false
1: positive me. COVID test." <laughs> that's what,
0: that's <laughs> the complete. science. So the doctor says, uh, "Well, sit around for ten days." So I'm sitting around for ten days. It doesn't, you know. Doesn't change I'm anything. To, I'm thinking you sit I'll around anyway or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's what I was planning to do, anyhow. Sit around, get the Netflix going so, again, you know. No, <laughs> again, so uh, yeah, we do actually ha- I the Netflix is, I think, ending again, but because you know, remember how Carrie rage fit rage quit the Netflix a couple years ago, right? Right, you're
1: kind of in and out of a boycott,
0: I think, alone. We wanted to watch this show alone, which is a crazy show about the people who live in the wilderness by themselves. Have you seen that yet? Uh It's a wild show. They send ten people out into the sticks, I mean really sticky sticks, like in Alaska, where there's bears and not and then you take ten things and a bunch of cameras, and whoever stays out there the longest wins. And I, I was watching that show, I'm like, Man, I wonder how long they'll be able to stay out there like Five days, seven days or something? No. It's months these people are out there starving in the sticks trying to catch rabbits. It's wild.
1: what's the it, prize? They get like a million dollars or something like that? Half a million. They can go uh, <laughs> they can go buy like a mediocre house in in Austin.
0: Pay their medical bills. For, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. S- starvation. <laughs> hey, how much did it cost to put my toe back on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. it's a great show it's it's because you realize you know the first like week is trying to actually eat you know and then after that it's trying to it's trying to manage actually being by yourself which it turns out is harder that's the hardest thing so anyway my buzzword for you is oh so here's what we're going to do today this is a plot buzzwords then we're going to play uh, name that Lutheran how about that for a game I just made up <laughs> on the name Lutheran, should we go by the name Lutheran or not? What did Luther say about it? I got some interesting quotations. And then we're going to play which Ladder. That's an old-time game that we haven't played in a while. With articles from the Babylon Bee, which is the most trustworthy news source. Oh, there's some hilarious articles in here. So that's the plot. But I've So my buzzword for you is coming from the buzzword generator, also called The Doctrinal Theology of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, the book by Heinrich Schmid. Available for free download at wolfmuller.co. Can you pick a number between 50 and 650, please?
1: 349.
0: I, I was had it open to 350. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, ooh, there's a lot of Greek on this one. This is on the um, the person of Christ... The communication of attributes, patristic designation. Wow. There is a lot of buzzwords on this. Um, okay, pick a buzzword out of this statement. The foundation of this communication of attributes in the person of Christ uh, is the communication of the hypostasis And of the divine nature of the Logos.
1: Let's just do hypostasis. Want to do that one?
0: I was hoping you wouldn't do that because I don't know what it means. For inasmuch as the human nature was taken into the union, and through the union became a partaker of the person and divine nature of the Logos, it became truly and really a partaker of the divine properties. For these really do not differ from the divine essence.
1: How about okay? Uh, that's
0: this You can do a hypostasis uh, because uh, is hypostasis is the hypostasis is the Greek word that is behind the Latin word persona. Do I remember that right? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it just I it's, so hypostasis is the word. I better I better double check on that. Hypostasis is the um, it means the reality um, and it's it's what the Greek fathers will use for the what the Latin fathers use for persona so um so this is talking about the persons uh, that are combined in the in the in the, the sorry the natures that are combined con, mm, that are combined in the person of Christ
1: get that yeah yeah. Are you going to be able to use that? Oh yeah. I use that okay. every day. <laughs> Meanwhile, the distinction Okay.
0: Yeah, so I got so let me show let me just you do your buzzword and I'll just make sure that I'm speaking right and not mixing this up here.
1: Well, I'm having computer issues today cuz I was going to do a quick search to see if my buzzword appears in the Bible. So, I'll just ask you, you have to tell me if this word appears in the Bible. This is like a little mini version of Bible B. Right. Okay. in In this form, does the word discipleship appear in the Bible? I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. Go and
0: make disciples of all nations. By this, men will know that you are my disciples. I do not think make disciples would be the verb. Mm-hmm. Disciple would be the noun. Discipleship. What is that even? What part of speech is that? So
1: discipleship. There's a word made up by somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I <I'll>, so <laughs> you would think hear it all the time though uh, this is that discipleship is like the key thing for Christianity.
1: You would think of all if any part of the show that could be without a foil that could that would not need to be reactionary it would be the the buzzword section of the show. But alas, uh I will uh, repudiate others in defining my buzzword. So yeah, you're right. So so discipleship becomes sort of the lipness test. And so you you know how I forgot what uh, is it Luther in the in the Galatians commentary Any, somewhere in Luther he talks about the um, the uh, the the people who uh, is it, we'll talk about the nominal Christians. Uh, so so someone will look and say, oh, this person is just a nominal Christian, but I'm a real Christian. I'm really devoted and does these uh, super great things to show just how Christian they are. And Luther says uh, the person who thinks they need something more than word and sacrament <laughs> is uh, someone who uh, is a nominal Christian.
0: <laughs> That's ironic. Uh,
1: because the Christian who can... Who can say what I need most of all, and, and 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 sufficiently receive from from Christ is the word He gives and the sacraments He gives, and that's enough. That is uh, not a nominal Christian, but someone who says I need more is is not nominal. So yeah, it's a reversal. So discipleship becomes the main thing of uh, of who uh, is really following Christ over against those. Uh, who don't? So, we're going to look at the Bible and see what making disciples really is right after this. not even make it through the buzzwords.
0: Right now, I know it's a lot of buzzwords a lot of work.
1: Have you ever been flipping through the radio and suddenly wonder why you've been listening to something? Well, this is <laughs> Stable Talk Radio.
0: So I've kicked up the Wolf Mueller One YouTube channel, and I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel. I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time, and to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> anyway... If you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolfmuller. Wolfmuller1 is the channel name. See you there.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. So while most people are trying to say discipleship is the mark of a person who's really devoted, really following Jesus... We would look at Matthew 28, where Jesus says, Go and make disciples of all nations. And he doesn't just say, and good luck with that. You know, figure it out, you know. Uh, Create a program, a discipleship program. No, he says, make disciples of all nations. How? By baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. So it would seem that when Jesus is talking about making disciples, he would have us baptize and teach. It's by the doctrine, by the teaching of Jesus, to, to, to believe in what he has taught them, to, to receive the sacrament of holy baptism in the name of the triune God. This is the way disciples are made. It's, it's again, uh, relying upon Jesus and his word, not by some activity of, of super-obedience. That discipleship is found
0: nice. I got some more on hypostasis. It turns out I'm right and not a Trinitarian heretic. that's nice. oh that's good although to... this subtlety so here's one old guy I'm looking on page 163 now by the way, where it says pur- plurality in unity of the divinity is hypostatic that is of the persons for the essence indeed of the divinity is one, but the persons are plural. And therefore, in the mystery of the divinity, there are indeed distinct persons, but not distinct things. For the person of the Father is one, and the person of the Son another, and the person of the Holy Ghost another. Yet they are not different things, but the essence of all the persons is one. By person, hypostasis, there is understood, an individual, intelligent, incommunicable substance, which is not sustained either upon another or from another. So that idea... Mm, the, oh, here, so let me skip a couple pages and get this. The term hypostasis, hypostasis is employed in doctrinal writings as synonymous with person. But, and here this I did not know, but strictly speaking, there is still a certain difference between them. And this is Hollatz who says, according to the testimony of De Mancinius, the fathers called the same thing hypostasis and person. Nevertheless, person differs from hypostasis in this that hypostasis is common to an intellectual nature and to one destitute of reason, but person is affirmed only of an intellectual nature. So so the, the dogmaticians use person and hypostasis equivalently, but hypostasis can also be applied to an individual that doesn't have reason, I suppose like an animal or something, whereas person cannot be. So they're not the exact same things, but...
1: Got awesome. it. Got it. All right, I'm going to crush that buzzword during this show. This all right, but I want to know the next
0: game called Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I want to know can we call ourselves Lutherans? <laughs> oh yeah, good. This is our next game on the name Lutheran. Good transition there. Uh <laughs> I you know, you hear this all the time, right? You say Luther hated the name Lutheran and I think probably that's right. But this is the idea, because you hear this people say, "Look, I hey, I'm not a I'm not a Lutheran. I'm a Christian. I don't want to be known by a man." And and the and the, you know our friends the Papists come along. Remember our pa- other friends, than the, the
1: man Jesus? But go ahead, go on.
0: So they say, uh, "Well, you follow a man, and we follow Jesus <laughs> and the Pope." Remember that? Oh, yeah. Did I rant about that? Yeah, fairly pr- recently. Time. So yep but but what so we then luther said well you know luther I didn't want the name lutheran this is true enough but there's some subtlety to it and so a few months back i put, i found three places where luther talked about the name lutheran we actually took it we went over to the coffee shop and we're talking to the kids over at concordia about it and i thought that might be fun to to i want to read these to you and get your reaction okay Okay, so here's the first one. This is Luther, 1522, Admonition Against Insurrection. The name Lutheran really came into prominence with like 1521 in the papal bulls that excommi- excommunicated Luther and all the other guys. Luther says, In the first place, I ask that men make no reference to my name. Let them call themselves Christians, not Lutherans. What's Luther? After all, the teaching is not mine. Neither was I crucified for anyone. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 3 would not allow the Christians to call themselves Pauline or Petrine, but Christian. How then should I, poor stinking maggot fodder that I am, come to have men call the children of Christ by my wretched name? Not so, my dear friends. Let us abolish all party names and call ourselves Christians after him whose teaching we hold. The papists, deservedly, have a party name, because they are not content with the teaching and name of Christ, but want to be papists as well. Let them be Papists then, since the Pope is their master. I need. I like that line. I'm all into that now. <laughs> I neither am nor want to be anybody's master. I hold together with the Universal Church the one universal teaching of Christ, who is our only Master. Matthew twenty-three, verse eight.
1: I remember that's kind of typical. Yeah, I remember back when we were creative with this show, and um, one time we uh, interviewed Martin Luther, and so I asked questions and then uh then seminarian Jay hobson would read luther quotes as the answer it's pretty, wow, pretty 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 clever a lot of work, I've been. and and i yeah and i and i asked the question hey luther you must be really thrilled that there's all these people named lutheran and then he read that as a response <laughs> oh wow <laughs> That was back in the archives i'm sure someone can search yeah. and find it uh so yeah th- this this i think is probably the most well known quote pertaining to luther and the name lutheran and it seems that um he is not thrilled about the idea if it means that people are following him as a man and that was not something luther wanted is that the takeaway here yep i mean yep. he he contrasts it and this is maybe your point he contrasts it to uh the the papists who are following the pope mm-hmm. i mean are we, are we are we just to have different popes so you, uh, you have the the pope leo or pope luther you just kind of take your pick but that's i think that's what luther is working against is is this idea Yep.
0: yep now let's add some subtlety to it so here's another writing same year 1522 on receiving both kinds in the sacrament luther says finally i see that i must add a good word of admonition to those whom satan has now begun to persecute for there are some among them who think that when they are attacked they can escape the danger by saying I don't hold with Luther or with anyone else, but only with the Holy Gospel and the Holy Church or with the Roman Church. For saying so, they think they will be left in peace. Hmm. Yet in their hearts, they regard my teaching as the teaching of the Gospel and stand by it. In reality, this kind of statement does not help them, and it is, in effect, a denial of Christ. Therefore, I beg such people to be very careful. True. By any consideration of body or soul, you should never say, I am Lutheran or papist. For neither of them died for you or is your master. Christ alone died for you. He alone is your master. And you should confess yourself a Christian. But if you are convinced that Luther's teaching is in accord with the gospel and that the Pope's is not, then you should not discard Luther so completely, lest with him you also discard his teaching which you nevertheless recognized as Christ's teaching. You should rather say, whether Luther is a rascal or a saint, I don't care. His teaching is not his, but Christ's. For you will observe that the tyrants are not out merely to destroy Luther, but to wipe out the teaching. It is on account of the teaching that they attack you and ask whether you're Lutheran. Here you must be sure not to speak with slippery or evasive words, but frankly to confess Christ, no matter who did the preaching, Luther or Tom, Dick or Harry. The person you can forget, but the teaching you must confess. Paul also writes thus to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1. Do not be ashamed, then, of testifying to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake. If it had been enough here for Timothy to confess the gospel, Paul would not have commanded him not to be ashamed also of Paul. Not of Paul as a person, but of Paul as a prisoner for the sake of the gospel. Now, if Timothy had said, I do not hold with Paul or Peter, but with Christ, when he knew that Peter and Paul were teaching Christ, then he would actually thereby have denied Christ himself. For Christ says in Matthew 10 concerning those who preach him, he who receives you receives me and he who rejects you rejects me. Why this? Because holding thus with his messengers, those who bring his word, is the same as holding with Christ himself and with his word.
1: Okay, let me see if i if I get my head around this. so he he says the same thing that uh, this is not about him, uh, it's about Christ, but there's a question of what if someone is being persecuted for uh, holding to and confessing the truth of the gospel as taught by Luther? Could they get out of such persecution by saying, well, i I don't follow Luther, I follow Christ." Now, that in mm-hmm. of itself would sound like a good thing. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. but but you have to also think about uh if you're throwing someone under the bus you're also throwing something under the bus that is to say mm-hmm. if i'm distancing myself from luther but luther mm-hmm. teaches the gospel then i'm also separating myself from the gospel
0: mhm exactly exactly so if i'm saying if i'm sitting here saying someone says well, uh, oh you're a lutheran oh you're a lutheran and we say no no i'm a christian as if to distance ourselves from the person fine but as if to distance ourselves from the doctrine and the distinctives that luther brought that's when this becomes real dangerous so that we say no 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 i don't know who that is hmm. i don't know who that guy is at all then this is a spiritual danger cuz we're we it when someone says oh you're a lutheran they're not talking about lutheran at least not most of the time they're talking about the teaching and if we distance ourselves from the teacher, in order to distance ourselves from the from the teaching, we're in a bad way.
1: Mm, very interesting. I uh, got you, one more. I okay, got one more to add to this. So. Anxious to hear the one more. Uh, also, we should talk about uh, how the name uh, Lutheran is received in modern ears. You know, those who mm-hmm. pay no attention to theology, but maybe look at the headlines. What that, uh, uh, what that might mean? Oh, he's getting angry. Don't mention the Lutherans around Pastor Wolfman. Or, he gets angry.
0: You're the <laughs> Dang, Lutherans taking our jobs. <laughs> it's not a radio show. It's a relationship. Stay tuned for more Table Talk Radio. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast.
1: So it seems like the question isn't just the name lutheran following after luther but the name lutheran could be following after something else namely the teaching of christ is that right Mm mm-hmm ah so Mm -hmm. so it's not so so the assumption is for some i suppose it when you drive by the church and you see the sign that says lutheran oh well that is a follower of luther now what, what else did luther have to say about this
0: Here's a glad you asked, here's a Christian letter of consolation to the people of Miltonberg, 1524. You see, dear gentlemen and friends, (laughs) I have made bold to write you this letter of consolation, though others might have been more competent to do this and have had better reason for doing so. But since my name has been drawn into this and since you are being persecuted as Lutherans, it seemed appropriate that I espouse your cause as my own. Although I dislike very much that doctrine and people have to suffer to be called Lutheran and thus see God's word profaned with my name, still they will have to let Luther, as well as Lutheran doctrine and people, alone and let them be held in esteem. On the other hand, they and their doctrine will perish and come to shame, even to the dismay of all the world and the vexation of all devils. If we live, they will have no peace from us, and if we die, they will have still less. You got it. Did it? Not get rid of us unless they yield and make common cause with us. Their wrath and fury will not help them. We know whose word it is that we are preaching. They will not deprive us all of it. That's my prophecy, which will not fail or come, which will come true. May God have pity on them. I commend you, dear friends, to the grace and compassion of God. Pray God for me, a poor sinner. May your pastors who preach Christ and not the Pope and the Mainz Temple crowd be commended to you. God's grace be with you. Amen. Okay. So, though they have to, though he, Luther says, I dislike this very much, that people have to be called Lutheran, yet it has to be this way. It, it's got, it's because the doctrine um, is connected to the preaching and it's all bound up together so the person you let go but the doctrine you must hold to and if we if we mean something more by the name lutheran than the doctrine then we are getting that totally wrong
1: okay so back to my question then before the break so uh now i have the luxury of living in the pacific northwest where no one's ever heard of a lutheran so it's kind of nice because that, you get a start from scratch.
0: It was nice like that in Colorado too. Yeah. A what? A waterin'?
1: <laughs> but but for some, the uh the association I mean so so as Luther as Luther writes these words, the the name Lutheran um probably brought to the minds of people, Oh, those are the people who believe in faith alone, <laughs> those people who uh, scripture alone, you know, the people who believe those things, that, that they don't have to work, there's that there's no penance, you know, you don't want to be a Lutheran because they don't believe in penance, things like that. Um, but now mm-hmm. we have this, mm-hmm. this. W- what about when the name Lutheran departs from that association and means uh, rainbow stoles? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. What do you think?
1: Well, well, I mean, okay, I'll answer my own question then, I guess. Um, I mean, I've got to, it, it kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, of course it, it's...
1: But I would suggest, I mean, that we already have this cross with the name Christian. Um, you, you go you go into a lot of circles and talk about a Christian, and you think, oh, well, those Christians, they're bigoted, you know, they're whatever. They're, they're like... Uh, uh Westboro Baptist Church, those are what the Christians are. And so the, you know, names have always been um uh misappropriated to false practices and false teachings. And the the answer in those situations is not to abrogate the name, to abandon the name, um, but it's to correct a person's notion of what it is, to 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 teach, to, to educate. And so I think, yep. like what we're doing now, is talking about where this name Lutheran came from. And what does it represent? Is is the very thing that we are to be doing? Um, and then we can talk about how we believe mm-hmm. the Bible, and we don't believe in making it mean whatever we want.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: You you, I you are did, more I experienced in this because um, you have that YouTube video where you're having a heart to heart with the ELCA.
0: Yeah, they they listen too. Someone told me that they were on some ELCA chat, Facebook chats, and that video got on there, and the people were not so happy about it. But I, uh, I could, I think I have the most views on any YouTube video, or the ones I made about what's the difference between Missouri Synod and the ELCA. Hmm. It's wild. Any, anyway, it's I don't know why that's, but. I mean, I'm trying to make this do, and I think in some, in one of those videos, I made the suggestion that the ELCA is going to have to drop the name Lutheran at some point, because Luther was a white man, (laughs) and that should bring them enough shame, right? So they're not ashamed of, well, maybe they are ashamed of what Luther taught, but just of even
1: maybe maybe we need man, we need to get a spy on the inside to suggest it at a convention, you know. Uh, ELCA convention, whereas Luther was white, whereas the white man uh, is all things evil. Therefore, be it resolved, we remove the name Luther from our name.
0: You <laughs> should just c- keep telling them, like, why are you guys such a patriarchal church named L- <laughs> named after a man? Kind of try to subvert it from the inside, that it might be the relief that will come. Yeah, so. I think so. Ah. <sighs> Uh I'm really I mean yeah it's it is a good question you know what is the name what does the name communicate so people have always talked about that we shouldn't be called lutherans we should be called evangelical catholics or we should be called you know we, the orthodox with a small o the catholic with a small c the evangelical with a small e the christian with a small c i don't think that's actually a thing uh, but it, it you're probably right. It just needs to, it, it just, it just needs to be taught. Um, what does that, what Lutheran, what does that mean? And, and we are entering into an age now when nobody's ever heard of us. And so that's helpful. And uh-huh. What, what are you guys? So, yep.
1: All right. Yeah. So, so, uh, we're going to do a little witch ladder. I think it'd probably be a good time to transition to that. Yeah. So So Babylon um, B th- that is by the, the way,
0: if you go for Wolfmuller.co and just put the name Lutheran or something like that, that, that article with you can read those quotes, that'll be up there. The Babylon B okay, so let's explain the three ladders, shall we? You were talking about it in Sunday school this last week. You wanna you wanna give a the lowdown on that? Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think how that came up. It's one of those things that uh someone says something and so you you jump off of it as a springboard, you know, but uh so we uh, oh I know what it was. So 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 ma- people who reject the notion of God have this weird uh obsession with justifying themselves. <laughs> I mean is it it's fascinating. Uh, so, so Adolf Caberly is a guy that wrote about this in his book, Quest for Holiness, and he talks about how man tries to self-justify himself before the God he doesn't believe in. And um, he does so in, in, in three different ways. He does so through uh, the mind, which is rationalism. He tries to self-justify um, uh, before the God he doesn't believe in, uh, through the will, which is moralism, and then also... Uh, through the through the emotions, which is uh, mysticism. And so in all of these attempts, he's he's climbing ladders to try to reach God, uh, when all the while uh, God is the one who is climbing down to meet us. So uh, that's, the, that's the setup. A, that's the old game we used to play, which ladder? So we would uh, listen to a clip or read an article and try to figure out which ladder is being climbed here.
0: That's So uh, we figured, what's the ba- we used to look at news stories, but we don't know where to find them. So we're going to Babylon B, right? The the reliable news source. I don't know which of these I could read. Actually, this is uh, okay. Let's do this one. So uh, wrestler stripped of gold medal after pro USA comments surface.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tokyo Olympic wrestler Tam, Tam Tamra Tamra Menshik stock was stripped of her gold medal Thursday after several of the athletes pro USA comments were circulated online. A spokesman for the United States Olympic committee said there's no place for that type of vulgar language in sports today. Quote, the United States Olympic Committee stands for pretty much the opposite of what the United States of America stands for," the spokesman said in a prepared statement. "We have enacted a strict no patriotism policy for the Tokyo Games, which all athletes are required to uphold." <laughs> I mean, this is interesting
1: because uh, I mean, obviously, this is this this is. Um making fun out of this kind of wokeness that we have that we have to be kind of anti-american because Mm -hmm. america was founded upon you know uh masters over slaves etc etc and so what's interesting is that the uh the woke culture centers on a uh perceived morality while at the same time denying morality (laughs) it's a crazy thing yeah, so 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 normally when we talked about the the ladder of the will, someone was at least trying to be righteous as the law says one is righteous. But now, but now people are inviting their own moral code and saying I'm righteous by the moral code that I invented for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're almost not tied on this segment, but. Uh, uh, I don't know what do you think about that in 30
0: seconds yeah I I think that's right did we talk about this that how wokeness oh yeah that's what we were talking about last time this wokeness is a Christian heresy and so it's it's sort of taken the idea of humanity reduced it down to one point and then flipped it all on its head so it is a new morality against the old morality yeah All right, we
1: need to take a break. Final segment of Table Talk Radio coming up soon. Stay tuned.
0: You're listening to Table Talk. Uh, Guys, this is really bad. I, I can't do this anymore. Get the Around the Word devotions delivered to you in a free daily email. You can sign up for that at whatdoesthismean.org. Click the devotions button. Old Testament scholars confirmed. Ah.
1: All right, so you were talking about how uh, wokeness is a Christian heresy. So it centers on this idea that we ought to not mistreat human beings, and then risks off of that to accuse anyone who has, uh, uh, what is it, who has in their history, regardless of the time they lived in, um, such immorality that they should be punished now. <laughs> but, uh, one of the, I mean, we don't have to rehash everything we talked about last week, but one of the things that um like cl- critical race theory for example suggests is that we ought to uh claim such immorality to those who are immoral
0: <laughs> impute it I, there's this there's no i mean and what we're facing is a wild Phariseeism, because um which is which is moralism but it's very strange because it's one thing to be a moralist if your standard of morality is the Ten Commandments. It's another thing to be a moralist if you're rewriting the standard, which is what the Pharisees did. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, look, the Pharisees had all these laws, they had the six hundred and thirteen different laws, and, and we say, Wow, that's a lot. God only gave ten, but now you got six thirteen. Well, the 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 reason why you have six thirteen is because the ten is too hard. You got six thirteen that you can keep and nobody else does. So you here's the standard, and now you judge yourself righteous and you judge everyone else guilty. What you were talking about before, how we have this natural inclination to self-justify, and, but it's not just the natural inclination to self-justify; it's also the natural inclination to to others to condemn others. So I wanna, I wanna. I want to justify myself, and in the process, I want to condemn. I want to condemn others, and this natural instinct of our of our inner court is, you know, Christianity recognizes it. It's I think it's hard for the world to see this, and so we go around covered with guilt and shame, and no, there's there's no atonement for the Pharisees. I mean, there's no. Uh, it's very it's a very bad way to approach life and the world. And culture and everything else. I mean, so so that's what we're facing—kind of Phariseeism run amok. Is that because
1: because of my own shame? I mean, it's kind of like the kid in the playground—the the the bully. He's just trying to make himself feel better, so he he puts other people down. (laughs) So, so that I look at my own conscience and I'm like, "Oh man, am am I guilty?" So, if I can make other people point out other people's sins, how bad they are, somehow I think I'm the cleanest shirt and the dirty laundry
0: you know i i think it i think it, it's interesting I, it, I think it might start that way you know how like when we look at culture and history and all this sort of stuff we see the we see the sort of genius where it starts and i don't wonder if that if the genius where it starts has that sense to it like i'm wrestling with my own demons and i'm managing to make make the case so that i can be righteous and they can be guilty but then it catches on as a slogan as a movement and other people jump on board and i think it might have that same salve in the individual conscience but it but it also then you get this groupthink and this power dynamic which enters into it so i can be part of the righteous and i can be part of the holy I could be part of the clean, and not the unclean, by this gnostic, um, by this not by embracing this gnostic truth, um, and and sin then becomes because this is one of the moves with wokeism is that sin becomes not a individual thing but rather a cultural thing, and and holiness comes from removing myself from that kind of sin-stained culture so so this these ultra these new hyper Pharisees look at Christians as Pharisee as legalists basically and they see in us the the uh, a reflection of of really who they are but they can't see it in themselves mm-hmm. it's a tricky spot to be in yeah. I'll admit that.
1: Well I think it is the ladder of moralism, no doubt.
0: I think so too. We gotta to think about that. Remember that C.S. Lewis in a couple of places but in his uh On the Abolition of Man talks about the the Tao, the kind of universal basic morality, and he says patriotism is part of that. The universal basic morality. But that is being that is being pressed now by um. The, hmm, by this uh, kind of push for a a one world, whatever, or or the idea that uh, that there's a there's a national shame, you, you know, if if culture is where sin is, then natural shame has to be, um. Mm, has to be embraced. Hmm. So th- there's a tr- there's a tricky thing happening there too. All right.
1: Well, let's look at another one before we run out of time here.
0: How about this? Why chromosome suspended from Twitter for calling Laurel Hubbard a man? <laughs> Live from Cell Nucleus, reporting from Cell Nucleus, Twitter has been cracking down on anyone referring to a trans woman weightlifter, Laura Hubbard, as a man. Twitter has recently suspended conservative commenters Ali Beth Stuckey and Eric Erickson for this offense, and now joining them as the Y chromosome. <laughs> It has repeatedly insisted Laurel Hubbard is a man and has now had its Twitter account locked for hateful conduct. Quote, we've repeatedly warned the Y chromosome to respect people's gender identity, said Twitter spokesperson Patrick Simpson. Yet there, it, there it is every day in every one of Laurel Hubbard's cells, insisting she's a man. If that's not hateful conduct, I don't know what is. <laughs> It's It's unclear if the Twitter suspension will become permanent for those, uh, but for that not to happen, the Y chromosome would have to stop insisting trans women are men. Something it seems completely unwilling to do.
1: Well, there you funny. go. So this Y
0: chromosome, it's got the blue dot.
1: <laughs> that's right. It's, uh, so this
0: has to do with the um, with the weightlifter. Yeah, who was used to be a weightlifting guy and then went to the Olympics and said, "No, I want to be a weightlifting girl." And the, I, you know, I okay, here's a there's a lot to say about this. I, how much time do we got? Three Why and a half minutes. It? I think well, that this had to happen at the Olympics because if you're just watching the Olympics with just normal kind of eyes, you're like, "Wow, there's a pretty big difference between the the men and the women." Like, I watched the men race around the track, and they finished it in, like, 40 seconds. And then I watched the women race around the track, and they finished it in 50 seconds or whatever. I watched the women play volleyball, and I was impressed. And then I watched the men, like, jumping over the volleyball net. It's like there's a, there's a. So the whole thing of the Olympics, is it has this difference between men and women, like, right in your face. And that can't stand so they had to do something like this because I think otherwise the Olympics was just such an uh, sort of an obvious testimony that there's a that there's a gender binary like the old people used to say, right?
1: When you say they had to do something like this what exactly are you referring to?
0: They had to say no no men can compete with women. That they had to, they had to make room for the T in the LGBT stuff um because otherwise it it, the 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 olympics themselves are like the most obvious example of the fact that there is a such thing as men and women. Hmm. hmm. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, no I I definitely get it. I, I just, you know, uh I mean, it just seems that um in su- in such an I, I guess I guess the thing that I'm I'm choking on is that they have clearly moved from being subversive, which is how they have been with with this kind of agenda, to just seeming to be in your face. And I think that's pretty obvious just looking around today. And I, yeah. I suppose—I mean, I guess I was thinking, you know, I would—if I if I was trying to push the agenda, I would do it in the places where there's l- the least amount of resistance. And the places where there are such obvious differences between men and women, like athletic ability— would not be the place to go, but but since since we're in the the wokeness, like, um, we're in a time where you're you you, you shall be punished if you don't observe, um, th- this agenda. Then I suppose now is the time to kind of rub it in your face.
0: Right, right. But it's it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty bad. But this is the way it had to go because this is all Gnosticism, right? And so mm-hmm. Gnosticism says. My true identity is inside, not outside. And if my inside and outside disagree, it's the inside that wins, and the outside must conform. Everything outside must conform to the inner reality. And so that happened. It happens with abortion. It happens with the, the question of can two men be married and all this. It happens with the question of being a man or being a woman. And if we're fighting against the Harris—I mean, if we are embracing Gnosticism, this is just the next step. But it's it's amazing thing to just to think that this heresy, Gnosticism, which the Church kind of made a convincing argument against back with Irenaeus and the old guys, it's just time to make that argument again. And it, there should be some comfort that that we've we've won this argument in the past, and so we can do it again. So we need to go back and remember that the danger of Gnosticism, the danger of enthusiasm is overcome by not only the Lord creating the world, but also by the incarnation and the hope of the resurrection.
1: Well, I think asserting that someone's a male because of a white chromosome is rationalism. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Thanks Table Talk Radio. This
0: edition of Table Talk Radio. Oh, Table where Talk the Radio points are like. It's not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before the Olympic, to Table Talk Radio. The Russian Olympic nausea, Committee loss, being different than you, Russia. For the <laughs> <chronic> imagery, <laughs> dicosus, coma, <laughs> path, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden For more information, visit TableTalkRadio.org.